And welcome everybody to the Pod's Honest Truth with David Brody. Hope you're well. Today on the podcast, we've got Diamond and Silk. They've been on before, but boy, we've got them uh, again, this time on my new show, The Water Cooler, that is on Real America's Voice, Pluto Network, um, Pluto TV Network, uh, Amazon, Fire, Roku, Apple TV, uh, the whole nine yards, Dish Network. Did I already say Dish Network? Can't remember. It's been a long day. But the bottom line is Diamond and Silk will be on to talk about the vice presidential debate last night along with uh, the African-American vote and who they call Jim Crow Joe, which I asked them to explain why do they call Joe Biden Jim Crow Joe. So that will be on the podcast today. Uh, also, Jeff Mason from Reuters, he's the White House correspondent there. He'll talk about uh, covering Trump, how do you do that, and I'll also get into uh, more about the vice presidential debate, what we saw in Salt Lake City, plus what we will or will not see coming up in the next presidential debate, because of course we know that the President of the United States says, I'm not doing any virtual debate, that's what they want, a second debate with Joe Biden, and it should be, they want it to be virtual, and Trump is like, no, I'm not having any of that. So Jeff Mason will weigh in on all of that. All of it coming up on the Pods Honest Truth. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And welcome back to the Pod's Honest Truth with David Brody. Time now for our interview with Diamond and Silk. You know them very well. They're big Trump supporters. They were on the Water Cooler Show today to talk about um, the vice presidential debate that went down between Kamala Harris and uh, M- Vice President Mike Pence. As you might imagine, they have quite a bit to say about that and the African-American vote and whether or not Donald Trump can do better this time around than in 2016. Here are Diamond and Silk. Ladies, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for having thank us. for having us. Well, tell me, what did you think of last night's debate, first of all? Let's, let's talk about that. Listen, I think that Kamala Harris went on that stage expecting to be a prosecutor and, 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 and Vice President Pence, you know, she, he chewed her up and spit her out like a tic-tac. Sure she had did. to pick her own face up off the floor. So he did a phenomenal job in the debates, and I think he won hands down. That's right. What about the race issue? That came up quite a bit. I mean, I thought it was interesting that Mike Pence came back at her and talked about her role as a prosecutor. That was was a pretty telling moment. Absolutely. You know, anytime the left is losing, Kamala is losing, what they tend to do is bring up the race card. Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, Vice President Pence handled himself very well. And look at Kamala's record. You know, she locked up a lot of men, a lot of minorities for doing the same thing she was doing, smoking weed. So I was happy that he brought her, you know, brought out her record on how she was as a prosecutor or, and, 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 and the things that she used to do back in the day. And you got to also remember, that's part of the Democrat tactic. One thing is to play the race card, but the race card is now in decline. People are tired of hearing it. People are tired of listening to it. Right now, they're ready to play the Trump card so they can win, win, and win. Yes. And we're going to get to the race card, if you will, in a moment, ladies. I want to ask you a little bit about the news breaking today about this virtual debate. Apparently, the Commission of Presidential Debate on um, Presidential Debates wants this or, or says they're going to have a virtual debate. And Donald Trump's like, I'm not having any of that. Uh, that puts Joe Biden back in the basement in Delaware. What do you take of it? What, what's your make of it? 
I agree with the president. It yeah. puts Joe Biden back in the basement, safe and sound behind a mask. Absolutely not. Let me tell you something. Last night they had plexiglass. Pexi, uh-huh. Well, then, then put if you are that afraid of President Donald J. Trump, then put him in his own little box. But I think they should debate live on stage yeah. how we normally see it and not virtual. I, right. So I'm on the president's side with it. And when you have a person like Jim Crow Joe running from a virus he can't see and, and hiding from one that's invisible, what is he scared of? How is he going to be able to face this country head on or foreign countries head on if he's hiding in the basement? If he can't stand toe to toe and go against our president, President Donald J. Trump, he don't need to be running for president. Right. Hmm. Tell me a little bit about uh, the African-American turnout, uh, the black community turnout in 2020. What do you expect? What did he do in 2016? Didn't he do like 8%, I think? But you, you expect that number to be obviously higher. How much higher can he go, do you think? Well, first of all, let me just say this. Back in 2016, the candidate Donald Trump asked black America, what the hell do you have to lose? Mm -hmm. You know, right. if we don't vote for him this time, we're going to have a hell of a lot to lose. So it, it's imperative that everyone get out and vote for him, particularly black America, that's because right. he's the one that's done something for black people. Yes. If you look at uh, President Donald J. Trump's record and compare that to Jim Crow Joe, Jim Crow Joe been in government for 47 years and haven't done not one thing for black America. That's right. But he did push a crime bill to decimate black families. He did uh, stand on the Senate floor and refer to black people using the N-word and predators. So you need to look at what's going on. You need to look into these people records. Now, President Donald J. Trump has a record. Yes. Black unemployment at an all-time low. Mm -hmm. Home ownership at all-time high. He's given more money to HBCUs than any other president in history. That's right. uh, opportunity zones. First step at giving people a second chance, yes. and now he has the platinum plan. So I'm telling you, you all, if you are on the fence, it's time for you to jump off the fence, walk through the gate, get on the Trump train, and make sure you vote for Donald J. Trump. I think you're going to see a percentage very, very high, yeah. unlike any other Republican uh, that has ever That's run right. for president. Especially, don't get hoodwinked about, and hoodwink about uh, Kamala Harris talking about Jim Crow Joe or Joe Biden has a plan. He's been having a plan for 47 years. He's like the mechanic working on a car a vehicle for 47 years and then he's begging for four more years to fix the issue. If he couldn't do it in half a century, how is he going to do it in four years? And if mm. Jim Crow Joe Biden had a plan, why didn't he tell Obama why? about the plan? That's right. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have to say, so I think I've heard it quite a few times, and we've talked before, you call him Jim Crow Joe, and of course I, I'm wondering, what when you say that, what, what are you trying, what's the message you're exactly trying to uh, either say or or imply because I, I don't want people to to take it a, a certain way I want you to explain exactly what you mean when you when you use it like that thank you for asking I, when I call him Jim Crow Joe yeah what I mean is that every word almost that comes out of his mouth he echoes the uh, sentiments of bigotry and of racism yes. he represents racism now the media won't call him out hmm. on that but diamond and silk will That's when right. we look at his past how he wrote a crime bill decimating the black family mm -hmm. how he stood hand in hand with a former KKK member how he reached across the aisle to a second 
segregationist. How he said the other night, he is the Democrat Party, which is the party that didn't want slavery to end. That's the right. party of KKK, the party of Jim Crow, the party of segregation. That's who he represents. Yep. So when I call him Jim Crow Joe, a vote for Joe is a vote back to the Jim Crow Jack days. That's right. Mm. Ladies, I've got about 30 seconds, maybe 45 seconds or so. So give me your sense about this election coming up. I know you believe the president's going to win, obviously, and you guys are, you both are optimistic and you're very vocal. But is there any reservation? What is the concern that you might have at all about this election coming up? Because poll after poll shows that Biden's got this double-digit lead nationally. I know the polls can be skewed and all that. But... You know, then the president comes down with coronavirus and Kaylee McEnany's got coronavirus. And it just seems like the forces are kind of coming against this president. Uh, are, are you of any concern at all that, that things might not be going so well for 2020? I think things are coming together. Yes. We now have, we have therapeutic medicines to treat this virus that has a 99% recovery rate. Mm -hmm. Let us not get that twisted. Mm -hmm. Also understand that we are going to be okay. My only concern is what these Democrats are trying to do when it comes to mail-in ballots. And this is what I want to tell everybody. Treat your vote as if it was a million dollars. If you had a million dollar lottery ticket, will you mail it in or will you take it in? That's Go right. to the polls yep. and vote. Vote right, vote red, and vote for President Donald J. Trump. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That was Diamond and Silk here on the Pod's Honest Truth. Time now for another guest we had on the Water Cooler Show today, Jeff Mason, the White House correspondent from the Reuters news agency. I've known Jeff for a long time, straight shooter, good guy, uh, and breaks down the vice presidential debate and also what we might expect going forward uh, regarding the second presidential debate. Will it be virtual or not? At this point, it's going to be virtual, and the president says he's not showing up for that. So Jeff Mason has some, uh, some thoughts on that, not to mention the fact uh, that uh, he has covered Donald Trump for the last four years from the White House briefing room, and he gives us his thoughts as well on that. Here's Jeff. Jeff, th thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Good to be with you, David. The vice presidential debate uh, last night. Uh, give, give us some of your thoughts uh, and some of the reporting uh, that you and Reuters and, and others are doing out there, and uh, what's kind of the, uh, if not analysis, more, the, more from the reporting standpoint as to how this kind of went down in Salt Lake. Well, it was it was a it was a fascinating debate, which I think everybody expected it to be. The um, the start was pretty strong, I think, on the side of, of Senator Harris in terms of basically putting Vice President uh, Pence on the defensive about the administration's uh, response to COVID. But Vice President Pence was also very steady throughout the whole debate. So I'm not I'm reluctant to ever call a winner or a loser, but in this case, I think it was probably a draw. Um, they were they were pretty equally matched, and it, there were there were no major fireworks, but both really held their own. You know, uh, everybody always likes to look for a moment in the debate or a viral moment or something along those lines. I just thought that the packing of the court question by the vice president when he tried to put Kamala Harris on the spot, and she 
She just didn't have an answer. And I understand. I mean, it is a hypo <laughs> it's a hypothetical. I get it. But the fact that she's not answering and Joe Biden wouldn't answer. I mean, you wonder electorally and in 2020, especially as it relates to the Rust Belt, how this may play, because the, the, the Biden-Harris campaign seems to have to do a tap dance here to not kind of tick off either side, conserv uh, conservative Democrats or, or the, the radical left or the, the liberal left. Well, what was interesting to me about that moment uh, where there, there were two pieces to that. One, you're absolutely right. Senator Harris did not uh, answer that question. She found a way to sort of turn it around, uh, with, with which uh, Vice President Biden did the same. But it came, that question, and the, and the point where Vice President Pence really kind of called her on that, right after he had also done the same with regard to a question about a health care plan. And he didn't answer the moderator's question about how the president would guarantee uh, people with pre-existing conditions would continue to have health care at the same time that his administration is, is trying to end the Affordable Care Act uh, in court. So both of them, both candidates, uh, dodged major questions that are important, particularly to their respective bases, and, and did so pretty artfully. But the only one who called the other person on it was, was Mike Pence on Kamala Harris. It was interesting to me that she didn't call him on basically the same maneuver uh, with regard to the question about the ACA. Jeff, you've been watching debates for a very long time. Uh, I, I've obviously watched a few or two in my, in my career. I thought what was interesting, what, what Vice President Pence did last night, it was subtle, but it was actually pretty effective, I thought. I was curious to get your take on the coronavirus. We saw Mike Pence say that the American people, he always talked about the American people are doing great things in this comeback, that, that we're all fighting this together. So he was able to kind of blunt some of the Trump criticism by saying, I'm with the American people. And that seemed to put Kamala Harris in a position where she couldn't go further in some of her attacks because the, the vice president was saying, are you, basically, are you not pulling for the American people to come through this? I thought it was actually pretty depth, uh, depth on his part. They, he, he was prepared. He was absolutely yeah. prepared for the attack he came uh, with, and that was and that was his response. I mean, they kind of clearly on a topic as important and as uh, resonating as the the pandemic right now. I think they probably could have easily gone past nine minutes on that, and that moment sort of came towards the end there. I would have been curious to keep watching that conversation, but Susan Page had um, a, a mandate to move forward as the moderator, and that's what she did. Yeah, she, uh, moderator is always in such a tough spot. I thought she did a pretty good job, oh. actually, last night. <laughs> yeah. a, uh, let let me ask. Go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying it's a lose-lose position to be moderator in these things, I think. 100%. Uh, let me ask you about some of the news we're getting out today about the next uh, presidential debate. As you know, the news is out there that this is going to be a virtual debate and that the president says, I'm not showing up to any sort of virtual debate. What are the political potential ramifications here? I know the campaign now coming out with a statement saying we want to push it all back a week to October 22nd and 29th. What's your sense? Yeah, and the Biden campaign now saying that too. Uh, initially saying that uh, a virtual, my understanding is that they initially accepted a virtual debate and then said, no, let's wait until the president is, is able to do this debate in person. Although, of course, President Trump and the Trump campaign were saying that he'd be able to do it next week. So I think in general, both campaigns would like them to meet in person. Uh, it is not unprecedented for there to be virtual debates. That is to say, having candidates uh, appearing from different locations in the country. 
uh, and, and have it having them filmed in different spots. But it is certainly easier to be on the stage uh, together and show that that sort of dichotomy or that uh, difference between the two candidates. And, and clearly both men would prefer that. Uh, Jeff, this is probably more of a, co- a question for the Commission on Presidential Debates, but I am curious, just as kind of a political observer, they're, they're making it a virtual debate almost a week before the, the actual debate. I mean, we at this point, the president still has COVID-19, but in four, five, six days, he could be he could test negative twice within a 24-hour span between the two negative tests and, and be A-OK. So I, I'm just wondering why they're making that call a week ahead of time. I know you have to plan things out, but at the same time, it seems... It seemed to be a little bit premature at this point. I, am I reading that wrong? Well, I, I haven't spoken to anyone at the commission, so I don't have my own reporting on that. But what I read is that there were people, like technicians and others who would have been in the room, who were concerned. And the truth is, the president has been around other people, and there would be other people who would be traveling with him uh, to that debate. Right. And if he is is by then clear of the virus, and we all hope he will be, um, it's, it's hard to guarantee that others around him might not still be, uh, have been exposed and or contagious. Jeff, I've got about a minute left, a little less. Uh, covering this president, uh, it's been, you know, he's, you know, he loves to just go back and forth with reporters. He's called you out a couple of times. You've given it, <laughs> when I say you've given it right back to him, you haven't backed down for sure. How do you cover this president? What's, the, what's some of the, the art, if you will, not of the deal, but of covering this president? I think, you know, my attitude is we, we cover this president hopefully the way we would anyone. Uh, our job as reporters is to seek the truth. It's to ask hard questions. Uh, it's to tell the story as accurately as possible. Um, there are certainly challenges related to covering President Trump that I haven't experienced yeah. with other presidents. But every president has his or, or her own challenges. And um, right. But, but it would be, be sugarcoating it to say that there haven't been a bunch with President Trump. There certainly have Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Big thanks to Jeff Mason here on the Pod's Honest Truth for joining me uh, earlier today on the Water Cooler Show. Once again, the Water Cooler every day, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern on Real America's Voice. You can catch it on Dish Network uh, along with Pluto Television, Apple Television, or they call it Apple TV, Roku, etc., etc. Check your local listings. Uh, And uh, let me just say a quick couple things about the vice presidential debate. Look, Mike Pence, I've been covering him a long time, 15 plus years. That was the best debate he's ever had. I mean, he's a good debater, uh, but he really brought it. He was very focused last night. And what he did, and I thought was very interesting, is that he was able to take the coronavirus situation, which, of course, he got hit on uh, from uh, Kamala Harris really, you know, delivered some blows. But here's the difference. Mike Pence was able to say, look, the American people are bringing us back uh, to a full recovery here eventually. And then I'm rooting for the American people. So he kind of did it that way. And it was hard for Kamala Harris to really attack him much more than she did because he was able to blunt it by uh, kind of 
uh, how do I say that? I want to say uh, enveloping or what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of, uh, you know, putting it all together with the American people and really being able to uh, deliver the message that way. And I thought it was pretty effective. All right. We'll see you tomorrow on the Pods on the Truth.